latest, Harry and Meghan grenades have dropped in the final episodes of their Netflix documentary series. Harry has described the explosive crisis talks about the couple's plans to step back from royal duties, claiming he was terrified when William shouted at him and that Charles told lies while the Queen watched on. In a moment, reaction from Buckingham Palace. But first, here's David Woywood. Good morning, yes. The Sussexes really ratcheting up the criticism of the royal family in episodes four, five and six of this Netflix docu-series. The pair now actively pointing the finger at senior members of the royal family for planting negative stories about them in the press. And Meghan and Harry say it pushed them to the brink. They promised to tell all and they didn't hold back. The lies, that's one thing. Kind of get used to that when you live within this family. Harry and Meghan laying it all on the line. But what they were doing to her and the effect that it was having on her, like, enough. The most shocking revelation, the slanging match at Sandringham. What was said when Harry wanted out of the royal family. It was terrifying to have my brother um, scream and shout at me and my father say things that just simply weren't true and, and my grandmother, you know, quietly sit there and, and sort of take it all in. For the Sussexes, this was about setting the record straight, giving viewers an insight into how the firm operates. You know, there's leaking, but there's also planting of stories. So if the comms team want to be able to remove a negative story about their principle, they will trade and give you something about someone else's principle. And this latest salvo from the Sussexes didn't miss. To see my brother's office copy the very same thing that we promised the two of us would never ever do, that was heartbreaking. The unrelenting attacks from the press and social media trolls clearly taking a toll. When you see it and you go, you are making people want to kill me. It's not just a tabloid. It's not just some story. You are making me scared. Harry taking aim at the backlash following Archie's birth. The amount of abuse that we got especially you, but both of us, yeah. for not wanting to serve our child up on a silver platter was incredible. Blaming the Mail on Sunday for Meghan's miscarriage. Now, do we absolutely know that the miscarriage was caused by that? Of course we don't. But bearing in mind the stress that that caused, the lack of sleep and the timing of the, preg the, timing of the pregnancy, how many weeks in she was, I can say from what I saw, that miscarriage was created by what they were trying to do to her. Oh the series, though, ended on a lighter note. Images of the Sussex family enjoying their new life in California, including never-before video of a newborn Lilibet. There's times when I've been angry, but I can't be that angry because I genuinely feel that I and we are exactly where we're supposed to be. We've made it to the other side. Now, all of these claims are proving to be ratings gold for Meghan and Harry. The first three episodes of this series has racked up a whopping 81 million views worldwide. And no doubt they will be hoping for a repeat with these second three episodes. In London, it was business as usual for the royal family as the final episodes of the Sussex docuseries were released. Hugh Whitfeld has reaction from Buckingham Palace. Just hours after millions of people right around the world had started watching the Netflix drama, the royal family was out showing a united front at what is fast becoming a traditional carol service at Westminster Abbey, hosted by the Princess of Wales. 
uh, from the King and the Prince of Wales, who were both there. They were perhaps caroling, but also probably saying a few prayers that all of this goes away. We knew the relationship between the two brothers was strained, but those negative and at times damaging front pages regarding that relationship now appear to have been proven true by Harry himself. Some here are saying Harry has betrayed his family. Well, he's called the king a liar. He's called, he said he's terrified of his brother um, for shouting and screaming at him. Um, I, don't, I don't really, I don't think it really washes. I think it's explosive stuff. So I think we've got to see it as a one-sided story. This is the, the view according to Harry and Meghan. This is what Harry said happened in that room with his, uh, with his grandmother, the Queen, and his father, the Prince of Wales. We haven't heard the other side of the story. I think this is a real nasty, resentful six hours. Um, but what's fascinating is that it's interspersed with a lot of kissing and emotion. And it seems that, you know, we're seeing very different sides to them. Officially, there is no comment from Buckingham Palace and we're unlikely to get any ongoing commentary from the palace. Harry in the documentary talks about how he finds some of the family gatherings, like Christmas at Sandringham or the carol service at Westminster Abbey, as weird. He has not much of a chance now, you'd think, of being invited to any of those weird events in the future. The government's power price plan is facing fierce backlash from major energy giants with warnings capping gas will trigger blackouts. Live now to political reporter Rachel Baxter in Canberra. Rachel, who is hit out now? Good morning, Angela. Well, the boss of Santos is the latest to take aim, breaking his silence and accusing the government of imposing Soviet-style policy, which will lead to supply shortfalls. The gas industry is also claiming price caps could cost Australians more in the long term. Now, Labor says its emergency relief, which passed Parliament yesterday, will save Australians about $230 on their power bills next year. There's also millions of dollars in discounts, which will flow through in the form of rebates. Here's the Energy Minister speaking just a short time ago. We know that Australians did not cause the war in Ukraine and Australians should not pay the energy price of Vladimir Putin's war. We needed to take definite action in the, Australians, in the Australian national economic interest, which is what we did. And there will be price caps on coal as well. Those will be imposed by the states. Now, these measures are just for 12 months, so this is a short-term fix. The long-term solution ultimately would be lower global prices, but the government says while ever the war in Ukraine is raging, that simply won't happen. So they'll continue pushing towards renewables as well as a plan to provide households with money to switch from gas to electricity, and that package will be delivered in next year's budget. Ange? OK, thanks so much, Rachel. Communities on Queensland's Western Darling Downs will come together tonight for a series of vigils for the three people murdered in this week's police ambush. Robert Avadia reports. Well, this morning we got confirmation from police here on the ground. They will be here for one more day at least, most likely longer than that. And while the forensic search continues in the homestead, there is a large grid search of Gareth and Stacey Train's property looking for any evidence that digs deeper into their background to explain the lunacy of what unfolded here on Monday afternoon. There is a crime scene here like few others. It is rugged, it's expansive, and the accounts of what happened here from so many police officers will no doubt vary in degrees given how chaotic the deadly shootout was. 
The constables Rachel McCrow and Matthew Arnold will be farewelled next week at funeral services and a cremation subsequent to that with full police honours at Brisbane Entertainment Centre. That happens Wednesday and will no doubt be attended by many. That could well be the first public appearance we see from the officers who survived. Constables Randall Kirk, whose car was riddled with bullets as he escaped the shootout to raise the alarm, and Constable Keely Bruff, who heroically remained on scene, surrounded by fire, to provide intel for her colleagues as they rushed here for backup. Fundraisers continue around Queensland for the families of Constables McCrow and Bruff. Queenslanders are giving generously, still shocked by the sheer brutality of what unfolded here. Tributes and memorials will continue today across Tasmania and the rest of the country one year on from one of the state's darkest days. Grieving family members laid flowers and shared special tributes at a commemoration of the Hillcrest Primary School Jumping Castle tragedy. Six children were killed when they were hurled 10 metres into the air by a freak gust of wind. New South Wales residents are being told to throw out a basic food item from a leading supermarket because it's potentially toxic. Costco's Riviera Farms branded baby spinach has been declared not safe to consume after links to possible food related toxic reactions. Affected products were sold at the chain with an expiry date of December 16. Nine people across Sydney have required medical treatment after eating it. A hot air balloon has made an unusual stop in Melbourne. The balloon was spotted landing in Walter Street Reserve in Ascot Vale. Residents saw the balloon flying low before touching down. Authorities say everything was in order, but it still surprised the locals.